Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Pecador, Laurie Blake. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. I forgot we were doing this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was leaving the room. <laughs> so uh, we're actually doing this out of order because we are recording NXT a lot earlier today because we've got to do Ramble Club and we've got to do some other stuff as well, make Pete watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually recorded this like two hours earlier than we u- usually would do. So I was wolfing down my lunch. So mm-hmm. I just at one point turned to when I was like, we go live at one. Yeah, I anyway. was desperately eating a salad trying to watch NXT. Like, <laughs> do I have time to get a fork? I don't know. So, yeah, it's kind of throwing me off my game a little bit. And I think that's why you then just like, well, well that's that done. <laughs> oh, that, that finished then. <laughs> off I go. <laughs> me home today. Because <laughs> <laughs> you even said, oh, we're going to jump straight into Ramble Club. I was like, no, dude, we've got to do a podcast. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I've got to edit the damn thing. Mm, so many things today. So many things today. But how was your weekend? Uh, it was very good. Went to a wedding uh, in Liverpool, which was in the Palm House in Sefton Park, which is like this amazing, I th- I'm going to say it's Victorian, it's probably not, but it's like a Victorian greenhouse, basically. And it's like a, it's been reopened recently, it's a big community project, mm-hmm. there's lovely plants growing inside of it. An amazingly beautiful place to have a wedding. Except it was so hot on Sunday oh, yep. that there was a point where, like, we were like, "Oh, is the bride coming out now?" Because all the bridesmaids did their entrance, and then like the, the people from the venue were like running around to hand out fans to everyone, but they were all like individually wrapped fans. Yeah. So everyone was opening these fans, and I was like, "Is she going to enter?" To the sound of like, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone like go, desperately gets it. a fan out and then it just goes. <laughs> like, it, it was it was so fun though. It was really fun. It was a uh, the bride was Nigerian. Uh, the groom was from Argentina. Her family is Catholic. His family is Jewish. Um, they had a humanist wedding to appease both parties. But it also ended with a glass smash and everyone going, Mazel <laughs> Which I've wanted to do at a wedding forever. Yeah. Uh, and had a gospel choir. But to get around the fact that I think because she's of Catholic stock but not particularly religious, she just had them do the songs from Sister Act. Nice. All the songs from Sister. It was amazing. Yeah. They were like they would do, but including like the rap breaks. Nice. It was really good. Yeah, fun wedding. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. hungover on the Monday. It was, yeah, it was free booze. Oh, so. that is a recipe for. It was. Oh, what a peach! What an absolute peach! My From mate. the point at which I was allowed to drink, uh, <laughs> I didn't stop drinking. Yeah. My mate Dave, uh, his wedding earlier this year. Not my mate Dave, sorry. My mate Chris's wedding earlier this year also was like free bar mm. up until, I think actually the free bar lasted until like basically midnight. Yeah. And then it was like at the end, I was like, what? I'm going to buy my own drink now. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> and I was absolutely- I've been coming here since this morning. <laughs> Sozzled by that point. So I'm like, give me all the drinks. 
Um, oh, it's good fun wedding, mate. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we got this email in from Jesse, and I was going to save this for when you were here because um, Dan sent in a mailbag question for the Saturday show that you and I did, mm-hmm. where he was asking about um, NXT UK possibly killing off the independent scene um but some people saying like it's a good thing but really we all know that justin sizen was right and it, they essentially just put a little stranglehold on things and it shut a lot of companies down and oh, a lot yeah. of companies are struggling um because now they can't get a lot of the top talents anymore yeah if there was a more of an open sharing you know if you're going to just keep the nxt uk guys on the nxt uk what's the harm in taking a cut of the money to loan them somewhere else. Well, so, yeah, you know quite. What I mean. But anyway, Jesse responds by saying, Hello Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Sir Chopsalot, Randall Andal Datsun, Housemate Simon, So Calval, and why the hell not that's everyone that's ever existed ever except for Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Just wanted to throw in my two cents uh, on the concept of WWE's UK presence spelling the death of the UK indie scene, which was touched on the mailbag this week. I live in Orlando, Florida for over 12 years now, graduated from Full Sail a couple of years before WWE's relationship with them, grumble, 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 oh. And if anything, the introduction of NXT and the PC have revitalized the central Florida wrestling scene. In the years leading up to the arrival of NXT, the indies around here were dying a very slow, depressing death. You had maybe two or three real companies running shows on a monthly basis, none of whom were actually drawing what you consider, quote, good crowds. Uh, there were dozens of startup stop companies, and none of the in the state could ever, save for a couple of blue chippers, had any real drawing power. In the same twenty, uh, it was just the same twenty wrestlers wrestling in front of the same forty people, most of whom were just your friends of the wrestlers. The sole surviving company for that period runs out of a small warehouse by a guy with a legal history I'd rather not get into. Flash forward to now, and there is a show every single weekend. Hell, there might be too many shows. The wealth of talent and good places run by good people is nothing short of inspiring. The fact here that WWE is here draws in talent. Many wrestlers move to Florida to be closer to the PC and WWE's radar, be it the sports entertainers running shows to catch WWE's eye or the DIY punks running in spite of them. NXT was the shot of life the local scene needed, not to mention the fact that it unthanosed WWN and their family shows from existence. Uh, by no means a WWE apologist or a shield for them in any way, brackets, unlike Ollie, and I'm the, the front lines telling you how abhorrent the WWE can be, but there's no denying the positive impact they've had on the local wrestling scene. So while things may be seen bleak in the now hopefully it's just the darkest before an even brighter dawn keep up the consistent consistency you guys are my hashtag pod golds the american dadass jesse long yeah i think that's an interesting point and i think it, it, it is one of those things where it's a slightly different situation because if the florida scene was already dying and wwe moves in and starts hosting shows then that's going to revitalize a scene that was already sort of like on its way out yeah the uk scene was thriving oh yeah and wwe moved into the it moved into the scene because it was thriving. Because it was thriving, made their own thing, loans out the top talent from the UK who, you know, smartly, rightly took contracts with healthcare, steady wages, access to performance centers. That was all the right choice if you're a wrestler, and I completely back any wrestler that chose to work for WWE. Uh, but those guys, your Tyler Bates of the world, etc., only allowed to work on certain indie shows that feed into the WWE program. Your progress is... ICWs. Yeah, ICWs, that that sort of stuff. So it just means that other shows don't have the top level of talent who are appearing at all these other places, whereas there were there were much smaller shows or your defiant wrestlings of the world used to have a lot of the guys who appear in WWE UK, and they were also a top part of their programming. So that, that scene has been, like, cut out from being accessed to. So it's going to take a while for the UK scene the, the second half of the UK scene, because it's now a split scene, to build up the names to compete with the WWE UK guys. And, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's only so long as they don't go to WWE UK. So like, well, that's your people, it, like yeah. people like David Starr, people like Justin Sizem, and then like the lower tier people like the OJMO and like Scotty Davison. Like all the, like there's all these people going to come up that will be huge names and you can see it when you see them compete now Callum like, Newman yeah Senza uh, like from France like there, there's all these pe- there's all these amazing talents but they don't have the brand recognition that a Jordan Devlin does that a, yeah. that a Moustache Mountain do like and until the other half of the scene builds those names up enough it's not going to thrive. That's it. I, and I think that Jesse's point of it is the, the, the darkest days before the dawn is perhaps my most apt because this country is full of a wealth of talent that it just needs that mm. chance. Exactly. And it, they just need to, and they can grow and they can turn themselves into big names. Yep. The worry, of course, though, is that it's just going to take WWE to be like, and now we take you. 
Yeah, and, exactly. And, and now we take you. you. Do, yeah, and it's almost like you, if you're if you're a promoter on this side of the fence, the the non WWE side of the fence, you're probably worried about people raising above the parapet and being spotted by the WWE talent snipers. You yeah. know, like you you don't necessarily want anyone to get too big because I can imagine WWE will be sniffing around the OJMO pretty oh, soon totally, because yeah. the guy is a charisma machine and he's amazing. And he's like his own, completely his own brand. But he's doing so well on the indie scene. Yeah. And he, but he has just started working for progress shows as well. So, well, yeah. you know, he's on the radar. He's on the radar then. And like, and you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think there's a slight difference between the UK and the, the Florida scene that, that Jesse was describing mm-hmm. there. is because the UK scene was thriving. Yep. And the original UK, the NXT UK and WWE UK idea was... Yes, we, they are now signed with WWE, but they are welcome to work all other mm-hmm. uh, shows. And then it just got more restrictive and more restrictive and more restrictive and more restrictive to the point where it's like, no, you can only work these sorts of shows if they have a streaming deal you can't do there, yeah. or it has to be a dark match or this, that, So they can't the even other. work with some of their own partner programs. Exactly, like, Things yeah. like Progress can't have some of the UK guys because they've got streaming. Like, yeah, you know unless, I mean? unless it's signed off by the higher-uppers yeah, and, exactly. and, and things like that. And Which should be easy enough with uh, well, Connections Progress specifically. Well, yeah, absolutely. UK. But there's things like, I always go back to Defiance. They had, they signed Ely Dragunov to do a set number of shows. To come in, we're going to do this storyline. We're building people up. We're anticipating your debut. We're going to do all of this build, and then we're going to sell you on these sets of shows, and we're going to use you to sell these tickets. Mm. And they did that, and then he got signed to NXT UK, and they said no. Yeah. And that's it. And there's an episode of Defined that ends with Ely Dragunov signed with NXT UK. We can't do this storyline anymore. Yeah, and then it showed that shot of Justin Sizem going like, "Well, that's interesting." Yeah, because it was just after Sizem's tweet, and so that's where I think the very the very different part of it. And like as you say, like the Florida scene's bound to thrive because if the performance center is there and you want to be on WWE's radar, you're going to move there and just yeah. be like, "I want to be as close to this as possible." Yeah, a, th- a thriving scene is not just a scene that has WWE and a load of people who want to be on WWE. It's a scene that has a lot of competitors yeah. to die, like legitimate competitors and I think that's what we're waiting sort of to come back now because yeah, WWE it, yeah. has for the minute in the UK helped a lot of competitors go out of business yes Fortunately so. But let's uh, talk about uh, Evolve, speaking of NXT. Mm. Uh, this came in from Scott, who said, uh, Hey guys, I've been a... Watch- uh, sorry, I'll try that again. Uh, hey guys, I've been a wrestling fan for 25 years, and as you recently read out a Patreon question slash rant, outside of a carnival-type indie show held in my high school gym, highlighted by Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus the Honky Tonk Man <laughs> in the early 2000s, which is the noughties, it took me a few podcasts to figure out the variants in English dialects, this was my first experience of the kind. All I want to say is that it was amazing, and I have you guys to thank for it because without WrestleTalk I would not have found myself back into the hardcore fandom so Scott went to go see Evolve 113 and he says uh, Kushida versus JD Drake were uh, and a must surprise by Alex Shelley at the end wow two extremes as far as conditioning goes but damn that Drake can hold his own and of course Kushida is amazing Austin Theory is something else I hope NXT doesn't change his name because it was a really badass ring to it and I hope Shotzi gets another shot of the big stage kills me to see her smeared by the NY post just sure about that one. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, they had meet and greets before and after and was a little short on cash. Um, nonetheless, the Champa and Riddle were there too. Champa bumped into me while I was walking across to the technical area while I was in line for a beverage. He apologized and then took up residence near the hard cam and stroked his beard for about 30 minutes. <laughs> During Riddle's match, everyone started a, a Broberg chant <laughs> and he hit the jackhammer on Josh Briggs. Yes! <laughs> I love that. Oh, God, I love Matt Riddle. I want him to be a Broberg character. Oh, now. God. Oh, that's great. Uh, what, an, uh, what an experience. Sorry to be so incoherent. You guys uh, have not got me... Uh, you guys have not only got me through some tough times, but you've helped me find a love for the art itself I never knew I had. Well, you're very, very welcome, Scott. Thank you so much uh, for your email. Um, but let's crack on into the show itself. I feel like this has been a very long intro. We're, actually, I actually haven't got a time up, so I have no idea how long we've gone. Uh, but we're going to be talking about possibly the craziest episode of NXT that likely we've seen since doing this ramble. Here's the show. <laughs> Man, we've done so many episodes of this NXT ramble that we've done thanks to our good folks at Patreon, mm-hmm. amazing pledge hammers. Um, where we've said we've come in and been like, oh, there's not a lot to talk about, is there? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, what do we do? Uh, what next for the Undisputed Era? I Should guess. Should have spread our... some of this out. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> then we came in for this episode. We're like, we're spoiled for choice for titles. Mm. Like, we've got so many amazing things to talk about. This was, it might be the most newsworthy episode of mm. NXT since we've been doing this Wrestle Ramble. It was wall-to-wall bangers, mate, is it what I would really say. It was, was wall-to-wall bangers. Oh, man, what a terrific episode. And we're going to kick things off talking about... We're going to talk about the you know the show as a whole um, in the sort of second half of this show. But let's first talk about this match between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, a match that has been building now for months and months and mm. months and months and months. So this happened way, way back when. These two had a match and it went to a time limit draw. I think this was actually last year it's been building that long. So they went to a time limit draw. And then Keith Lee got injured, so they couldn't do the follow-up match of the takeover. And then when Keith Lee got back, Dominic Dijakovic got injured. So they had to keep delaying this match. Now, both of them are fit and healthy. Keith Lee has been telling the story about how, hey, I've been here for a year and I've done sweet FA. Mm -hmm. And they're finally putting these two together, these two big behemoths into their match. And essentially we're told, go out there, don't do the full PWG show, don't do a full PWG match. Yeah. But do a 75% version. And that's what they did. And we'll save the 25% for takeover. For takeover. And that's what they did. And it were lovely. Oh my God. It was such an amazing match. I've never, like, uh, obviously the Avalanche Spanish Fly, which is in the picture. Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I have never heard Full Sail as loud as when that move landed. Absolutely. That like, was, this was insane. This crowd were... I, I think as well that they... I don't know this as a fact, but I got the impression that they didn't know this match was going to happen on this set of takings. No. Because Keith Lee came out and it was the usual, hey, Keith Lee's here, bask in his glory, you know, singing all that. When Dijak's music hit, there was almost this crowd reaction of like, oh, it's that match! They're doing the match now! And they were just so amped up for it. Mm-hmm. And they just got more and more and more amped up to the point where, like, this was the loudest I've heard Full Sail in a long time. I mean... Like, what a set of tapings, oh, though, for, like... Yeah. Just for some sheer shock factor, this this episode had people just off the chain about stuff. It was so good. Like, I mean, I think it, it, like, it definitely started in the Io Shirai. Like, even when Io Shirai came out, people were loud. Going bonkers, And yeah. going bonkers. But I think, yeah, this was the match that really tipped it over the edge and made everything else feel like a massive deal as well. Oh, totally, yeah. And it was... So let's go through some of these. Like, I mean, I've written this out move for move because you could almost just say, like, what's the best spot of this match? Well, let me begin. Um, Because it started off with, you know, Lee doing a lot of his athletic stuff Mm -hmm. and then um, exchanging forearms and cyclone boots, building around a suplex. Uh, The crowd was so hot for this. And then he did a slingshot crossbody, Lee that is, the big yeah. big man Keith Lee did a big slingshot crossbody and then hit this enormous lariat. Yeah. Oh, took what, his head off. What I loved about this match was the fact that I think these two guys managed to make what are relatively simple spots, stuff like tests of strength, uh, the bit where Dijak was in the corner trying not to get his head driven into the top turnbuckle. Yeah. That was an amazing spot, but because it was these two and you really felt the fact that like, they hate each other. They're as strong as each other. They're so evenly matched. And then they start to, like, they do that spot, and then they flip it into, like, now I'm doing a crossbody. Now I'm doing this crazy lariat. And then they start rolling on all the big moves. Totally, but yeah. I think it wouldn't have worked so well if those smaller spots of just trading blows. There's an amazing bit where Keith Lee trades blows with Dijak, and he just hits this back elbow, spins around, just goes, forearm on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Like, if those little spots didn't work so well, none of the big stuff would have landed quite the same way. And I completely agree with you. I mean, I've raved about this match over and over again, so I'm pretty sure this is a broken record. And mm. people are like, will you stop talking about that goddamn match? But Keith Lee versus Tommy Hiroishi is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life at Ref Pro. And one of the reasons why it's one of the best matches I've ever seen mm-hmm. is it was built around a suplex. The most basic of basic yep. moves. They built an entire match around, can these two big men hit the suplex onto the other man. (laughs) And it was like, when they finally hit that suplex, the York Hall exploded for a goddamn suplex. And it's the same thing here. Like, when they... When uh, Lee finally overpowered Dijak and drove his head into that turnbuckle, the crowd lost their minds. They're like, he did it! Yeah. I can't believe he did it! But it was all... And I think that that's the thing. Both guys in this match just had just amazing physical storytelling. Yeah. Like, Keith Lee's face throughout was just a picture. It was just so good. Like you could just tell what he was thinking and feeling and, like, 
you really got the sort of sense of like now he's cross yeah like he's enjoying himself now now he's cross now he wants this and like die jack as well with that sort of like the head shaking like the no 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 all that stuff. it was just so well done yeah really and really, really put over what is you know matt hardy did the turnbuckle thing like a million times <laughs> and people were just like yeah fine I'll yeah, right, that's I'll, just I'll a, that. is that just part of the move that's fine yeah. and then there's one little donk on the turnbuckle and it was made such a big deal of and they even built a suplex in this match where mm. Dijak couldn't hit it first off but then eventually he powered him up to toss him across the ring and that really got the crowd amped yeah. for it really really big and then they get it to the top rope Actually, yeah, Dijak did a moonsault as well, by the way. Big old moonsault for a two game. Fosbury flop as well. Yeah, right? I can't believe we got the Fosbury flop. So he, climbs, he, climbs up on the, he climbs up on the apron. and uh, oh, Sorry, Lee's on the apron and he super kicks him off. And yeah. then he just does the Fosbury. Like, without, even, without even waiting to see if Keith Lee's in position, he just starts running. Just He's running. Like, I'm running the... already. I'm off, mate. <laughs> I hope you're okay, Keith. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then we're up on the top rope. Both of them are, the, are up on this top rope. And they did an avalanche Spanish fly. Both men soared through the ring. Keith Lee landed right on his head. Oh, yeah. Like, spiked himself hard. Himself, yeah. But it looked absolutely like it was a breathtaking sight to see. And it's sold even more because you've got Moro Nigel and Beth Phoenix losing their goddamn minds yeah. over this. So they're losing their mind. The crowd are losing yeah. their minds. And, all, like, this felt so big deal. Well, it, what, and that's the thing. It's like, it was obviously. The, the kind of move that everything everyone was in disbelief it could have even happened yeah. to the point where when Keith gets up after the pinfall like after the two count and goes up to the top again to set up the finish Mara goes again <laughs> like, and he's like laughing to himself like, like, it's like are we, what are we doing more and the crowd had the same reaction it was like it's going back up again. Yeah. What's he doing this time? And then he took too long. Dijak kicked at the leg, got him into the feast for your eyes, his sort of reverse uh, go to sleep. Hit that, got the win. Insanely good. Yeah. Great stuff. But I, I'm going to reiterate this point. This was 75% of one of their PWG matches. So when they then do that extra 25% at a takeover show, mm -hmm. it's going to be absolutely awesome. I just... I. It's just unbelievable. They, they just left on, you wanting more. It's unbelievable that this was just like the second match. On yeah, NXT. oh, totally. Yeah. Like, this was just like, uh, this, is, this is not even the main event. We're just chucking this in here. And, uh, okay, maybe I'm, I'm armchair quarterbacking here. I believe that's a term that American viewers might get on board with. Mm -hmm. um, you put this on the first episode going live. Oh, yeah. You put the rematch on, take, on, on your first live episode on USA. Yeah. But this is this is the kind of stuff that you need to do, I think, to make NXT like a, a proposition for a live audience and to differentiate it from Raw and SmackDown to be like, this is not just going to be the same because, one, otherwise we're just going to be like the last in the pecking order always. Yeah, huh? We're a different proposition. We're a bit closer to what you think those guys over there are going to be doing. Yeah. And this is the way to do it, to go like, look at the crazy stuff that guys on this roster can do and that we allow them to do. Completely. You know, there's only... Four guys on Raw and SmackDown are allowed to do anything like you go. That's nuts. Yeah, totally. And like the the benefit that NXT currently have is they know what AEW are putting out mm -hmm. because AEW have essentially announced here's what we're doing on our first show. So mm -hmm. NXT can now just sit there, plot, and be like, right, what is going to turn some heads? Lee versus Dijak two in mm -hmm. NXT. That's going to turn some heads. Like I I think it's a that that's it has to be done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely has to be done. Thought it was an absolutely wicked match. Loved every second of it, and I want to see more. It's one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah, so yeah, 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 totally. So good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. But what did y'all think? We're going to get into the full NXT review shortly. Uh, but first, let's hear from your super, super, super chats with King Chopper Whopper. Uh, firstly, I think something that might be good is to explain to the viewers why we're extra early today. Uh, because there's been a lot of questions in the chat of like, why are you so early? I, t- I actually genuinely forgot we were early. Mm. Uh, yes, because um, we've, we're quite sort of backloaded with things at the moment of work that we need to do. Uh, we've got to record Ramble Club for our Patreon backers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie's got meetings and stuff. I've got to leave. But also, crucially, I think the big thing is that over on Screenstalker, not live, but we're going to be recording, Pete's watching it for the very first time. And Pete is a little bit of a fraidy cat and is very, very scared by the proposition of it. And so that's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're going to be doing. It'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, it's because not going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. Are fun. you allowed to say what you're going to be then doing tomorrow? I think so. We're yeah. then going. So the reason we want Pete to watch it is so he understands quite the terror that he's going to be experiencing tomorrow when we go to a live version of Derry from the film It that they've made in Waterloo and basically I force him to go around it and I'm assuming meet Pennywise. Yeah, he's going to be filming himself with some GoPros. Yeah. It's going to be very, very Uh, enjoyable. I mean, I love you, Pete, but I am genuinely looking forward to you being poop scared. Yeah, best to wear your brown trousers tomorrow, mate. (laughs) I don't want to do it. (laughs) It was tough, isn't it? I don't want to do it. (laughs) Anyway, so that's why we're early. Super chats, please, Pete. Uh, We've had a grand total of three. I think the early time has possibly put some people off. But DeadDan361 says, here's a donation from out of nowhere. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Tough as balls says, NXT will beat Raw and SmackDown in the ratings. Uh, That's a no. That's a bold claim. That is a bold claim that I am going to say no way to. In the early days. It'll beat it in the ratings in my heart. Bear in mind, SmackDown can't beat Raw in the ratings, and it was the better show all of last year. Yeah. So I, I, I don't see that happening. Certainly not SmackDown. Now it's going to Fox, where it's going to, in theory, pull in way more viewers. Mm. And then Tomo, Tomo. Tomo says, I can't think of a bad Tomo. match. I can't think of a bad match between Lee and Dijak. Always have good to great matches. It's very, very true. These two just have such good chemistry together. It is the, back in the day, you would book the Guerrero-Malenko match. like you know, Or yeah. if you in the UK, you'd book the Jody Fleiss-Johnny Storm match. You just book those two and say, we want to book you on our promotion. Do your match. Do your match. Yeah. And like in the 90s, it was, we want to book Guerrero versus Malenko. Do your match. Yeah, I think this is this is got all of that stuff and more in the sense that it's just they are like they were saying in the promo last week both these hyper freak athletes yeah totally just completely the wrong form factor to be doing what they're doing so your mind boggles one of them doing it when two of them are in the ring doing it and then you see the referee and you're like oh that's like he's like scale yeah So we kicked things off with Cammy Fields versus Helio Shirai. Mm -hmm. I am just in love with Io Shirai. 
I just think she's such an amazing presentation. I love the way she sells her gimmick. I love the way that everyone else sells her gimmick. It's this is how you do a heel turn. Yeah. There is it's not just, oh, I am a baddie now. Yeah. It is I my character has evolved into this. Yes. You can still see the old Io Shirai in there, but it's now this new dark version. Well, I like the fact that, you know, it's using the fact that she's Japanese, but she's not a heel because she is Japanese. Yep. And that's I think that's the key. Like you know, she's playing off what Io Shirai already was to us and yeah, like you said, just evolving it into something new. Still like even still using the high flying move set, just selling it in a different way. Like the setup for the moonsault being I step over you yeah. like you're beneath me and then I come crashing down oh, on you from great height. Crashing heights. down. Yeah, she she killed this poor Cammy Fields. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like hit this wicked drop kick right out the start. Shote palm stroke, moonsault. Then she picked her up after the two count from the moonsault to be like, uh, uh, uh. That got such a big pop. It as didn't well. it people, just. People just thought that was the end. They were, they were so convinced that that was the, the pinfall. Yeah. Like, so when, when she, she did that, went, what? what? And then she locks in her new submission, the Harajuku Clutch. I the Harajuku Clutch. Yes, which is an area in Tokyo, mm-hmm. I believe. The fashion district. Um, so yeah, she's just, what an amazing presentation of Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Just think it's absolutely great. Then she goes outside, grabs a kendo stick, and then Candice LeRae, Tenacious C, runs down for mm-hmm. the save, um, takes the kendo stick out of her hands, just starts swinging wildly at her. I even thought the selling of this was great as well, because it wasn't some safe swing. Like, that, the dodge on that first swing that Io does, where she just drops to her knees and yeah. then takes a couple of hits and then rolls out of the ring, and she scrambles away and sells it like she's running for her life, gets to the top of the ramp, turns around, and is like smiling weirdly at that yeah. point. And she's like Screaming quite enjoying as well. yeah. the, quite enjoying the Candice LeRae being fired up. She's like, I've driven you to this point. It yeah. was, I thought it was great. Yeah. It's got to be built into some sort of like hardcore match or, or something. Yeah. Or, you know, we've got war games coming up. Maybe you do the Horsewomen versus... Uh, the Horsewomen and EO versus four baby faces. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Rhea Ripley in there, you get Candace Michelle in there, Candace Michelle, Candace LeRae right, in and there. Me, and yeah. possibly Candace Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> and, Why and not? Mia Yim and then Dakota Kai is my pick. Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai. Bel Air probably. Yeah, likely Bel Air. Um Actually, funny enough, my first note here is like, well, this won't last long. Um, <laughs> Undisputed Era were warming up backstage, and then we got the announcement that NXT TakeOver Cardiff is coming this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be seeing it because we're going to be in the Copper Box uh, in London uh, watching the New Japan show. But, you know, I'm going to have my little slice of humble pie. They did sell out the show. Mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't think they would. No. I, d- I mean, I don't know what the capacity is. I thought they had shot themselves in the foot. They wouldn't sell this out. Credit to them, they did. We then got a special look at Kushida. Made him look like a complete star. Yes. Yeah, really, really great. Then we got that Keith Lee Dijak match. Then we got a special look at Johnny Gargano's NXT run. This wasn't quite what I was expecting it to be. I thought it would more be sort of like a chapter-by-chapter retrospective. It was a very quick, here's everything. Yeah, and it was like, here's everything. And it, and it, it felt very final. I think that was the, the weird thing. I thought it was more going to be like, a, here's a teaser for Johnny Johnny's career in NXT so far to either position him as one of the top faces in NXT just in time to sort of go live and remind everyone why he's so great or to like write him out for a little bit mm-hmm. or re- start to begin to repackage him to bring him back this felt like bye Johnny but I think that's what you're meant to think <laughs> yes. yeah because they are very much putting this out like he is at a crossroads in his NXT career he had his sort of farewell send off that was filmed afterwards but it was aired you know on the NXT show afterwards where mm-hmm. he you know, he sort of hugged William Regal on stage and William Regal endorsed him. And it yep. felt like Gargano was leaving NXT. Yeah. So I think we do they do want to kind of like create the sort of finality on his career and say, what's Johnny gonna do next? Well, I should give the guy a break. I mean, he's headlined every takeover for however long. Yeah. Like, give him a bit of a rest. Give him a bit of a rest. Give some, let some other people build up, take him away for a while, keep him training people, keep him involved, and then big debut like you could even just do it for a couple of weeks and re-debut him when it goes live like absolutely as like as a first live show pop to just bring back johnny gargano like when we haven't seen him since takeover and just have him walk out that would be amazing absolutely people would go nuts and then that would make it feel like nxt was such a big deal because you go like well here's this character and here's this guy that everyone really cares about yes very true and speaking of which shane thorne then came out while the commentators were sort of having a chat about the video and he comes out and says that gargano is the past it's all basically off microphone really just says that gargano is the past they should be focused on shane thorne and then ron's like we've got to go to commercial break this lad's shouting at us yeah 
It was pretty good. So they're setting up that Shane Thorne is going to perhaps call out Johnny Gargano on a later mm. episode. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yes. <laughs> Get deep. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe if he gets new music, I'll feel differently about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, or continues to run through the rest of the breakout you know, guys. Breakout guys. I yeah. thought that's what he was doing. Why is he now? He's now swerved from that idea. He's like, I'm going to go back to Johnny Gaga, uh, the, right, the top okay, dog. So let's skip from the noobs to Johnny. Like it's like, no, there's an in between step. You yeah. missed Carl him, Reeves <laughs> is the in between step. Ah. He's busy with uh, yeah, Velveteen with, Dream by the yeah, way. Yeah, I like they announced that as a match as if people cared. <laughs> it was yeah. Velveteen Dream will be winning against Kona. Reeves next week and it was like and Adam Collins Jordan Miles was like alright wow well, crikey yeah. it's not going to be as good as oh. this week's episode then. next week's NXT a foregone conclusion <laughs> Uh, we got a recap of Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim from last week where Shayna Baszler was effectively saying, hey, join my posse. Mm. And Yim was like, no, so they beat her up some more. And then we got a, a WWE.com video of William Regal on his phone and Mia Yim, quite rudely, starts shouting at him while he's on the phone. I'm like, he's on a phone call. Yeah. Wait till he's finished. Find him in his office. Yeah. Send him a text. Send him. Yeah, absolutely. He'll hear it. Instead, <laughs> she runs up. She's like, oi, oi, oi. Yeah. I want another title shot. And he's like, I've got to have Baszler. I've got to have Baszler. It was three on one out there. It was like, you went out there. Yeah. You, I was like, well, he also said to go, you had your shot. You lost. Yeah. You attacked the other two. What did you think was going to happen? William Regal. Regal's taken, totally right. He's taken an FU approach to management this week. He really was like, has. You had your shot. Goodbye. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, and, uh, good day, sir. I said good day. You get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> and I think Regal's completely right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, you took out both of the horsewomen so you could have Shayna one-on-one and you're still lost. Yeah. You've got no excuse. Yeah. And then the reason they came at you three on one. It's because you beat you them beat down. them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, if you're I'm on Regal's side. a cycle of violence, Mia, what can you expect? Well, then Shayna Baszler came out with the horsewomen. Like, then they, Mara's putting her over as one of the most dominant champions in NXT history. I, I mean, I really like this outfit anyway. I've kind of missed the three of them being together, mm-hmm. particularly because I love Marina Shafir. I think she's such a brilliant presence mm-hmm. within this group. I think she's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I think she's definitely had, uh, like, she's definitely been looking at the Undisputed Era for, yeah. like, what to do as the third wheel to a champion Absolutely, kind of thing. Yeah. And like they, 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 those guys have really got it down of like how to be a personality while being semi-background character. And yeah. I think she's really got that kind of style down because Duke presents the sort of I'm quite ferocious side of it. Yeah. I'm a legitimate tough person and she just presents I'm the crazy kooky one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Duke is essentially being like she, she's Sagat from Street Fighter. Yeah. She's going to be like I'm a tall mountain mm. and, and then Marina Shapiro's like no, I'm, Take a, it up, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit more fun. Yeah. I'm a bit more crazy, <laughs> a bit more kooky. I'll just have some fun. Have yeah. some last guys, some pants, some pants. She's like Vega. I'm going to jump around a little bit. <laughs> I'm so pretty. Um, Anyway, but, she did wear a mask for a bit. She did, that's Mara, right. Oh, she we is Street Fighter. It. This is Street Fighter. Um, anyway, Baszler, complete star that she is. She was just before she could even say a word. The music of former NXT UK women's champion Rhea Ripley hit, and the crowd, no idea this was coming, were like, <gasps> Whoa! Mm-hmm. I can't believe she's here. I. I love Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. I think she's got such a presence about her. I remember when she first debuted in the with the company, and I think it was the first Mae Young Classic she was in, and I was just like, she's she's amazing. Yeah, like she has got such star power about her. And they were presenting her there as sort of like, oh, I'm 19. I'm such a kooky kind of baby face, mate. I'm mm. so lovely. Look at me. I'm so pretty. Now it's just like, no, I'm a badass. Yeah, you see yeah. my hair. I'm wicked. Mm. I'm, I'm all about metal music, mate, and this badass. Yeah. So she comes out, she's just got this star presence about her already. I think she's so cool. I, and that's the, that's the thing, is like, you know, they. it's a bit of a shame that NXT has now taken two of NXT UK's really big talents who are really over. Mm-hmm. But it just proves that there were people on that roster that were legitimate stars. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they've still got a few people knocking about. But Absolutely, They need yeah. to build some of the other people up to that level. But Rhea Ripley to just walk out here and everyone to go insane was yeah. amazing. Absolutely she even appeared amazing. on, like, an NXT, apart from... She'd been in the Mayan She did, Classic. yeah. She was in the Mayan Classic, and I think she had a match on an NXT show shortly thereafter, before they had NXT UK, mm. and then they took her over there because they wanted her to be sort of, like, you know, a big part of their women's division with... Yeah. And sort of, like, really establish it with Tony Storm. But now they've got, like, Kaylee Ray, and they've got uh, Viper in there. They don't really need Rhea Ripley as well, so Rhea Ripley can now just go off and, and join NXT, sort of essentially climb up the ranks. Mm. And I think it's a great choice. I well, think I she think is an R- excellent choice. Rhea has Viper at, at uh, NXT 
UK next week, I think. Yeah. But oh, in the post-takeover yeah. one, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. So you send her on her way, and then she can go up to NXT, where I think she is a very welcome addition in my eyes. I think she just adds a nut, like another legitimate star yeah. to that roster, like someone who feels like I don't know, like someone who not to to be belittling, but like someone who feels like they can hang with the boys. I think she's got that sort of like legitimacy to her combat style that makes her feel like in the same way Baszler is it's like I'm a combat athlete and yeah. Rhea Ripley feels like someone who could hang with Baszler in the ring absolutely yeah and I love this as well like she Baszler was about to like cut a promo and be like who the devil are you yeah and instead she just snatches the microphone out of her hand and says you've beaten everyone you haven't beaten me and we know she's serious because she said bitch oh yeah oh the crowd pop for it it's the easiest it's the easiest pop in the world it is like yeah. mick foley used to joke about the cheap pop was saying you know the hometown that you're in mm. now it's just say the word bitch and the crowd go <gasps> she's a rude one <laughs> she said the naughty words uh crowd I loved said it bitch. <laughs> no you did <laughs> yeah it's just a key and peel sketch i said bitch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, crowd loved it. I loved it. I thought it was wicked. I yeah, I can't wait to see this inevitable match. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the build for it as well. I just, I, and like I was saying, I do I do genuinely think Rhea Ripley, out of everyone who's been presented in front of Shayna Baszler as a challenger, I, think, I feel like she's got a pegged in the badass. Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like she's probably more badass than Shayna Baszler. Totally right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm buying into this. Love it. Mm. Uh, speaking of NXT UK, Pete Dunn was interviewed um, saying, look what I've done before I've even hit 25, or maybe he has hit 25. I genuinely forgot he was in the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. Yeah, I comp- when they showed I was like, oh yeah, he mm-hmm. was in the goddamn Royal Rumble. What an NXT like Royal Rumble that was as well, because they had Gargano in there as well. And Candice LeRae was in the, uh, the, well. the other Rumble, yeah. yeah. Um, it was such it- a foregone conclusion, the Royal Rumble, that all I remember is, <laughs> oh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> I mean, I went because I had bloody Braun down to win like an idiot. Like a classic <laughs> moron. It's the reason why I keep bloody losing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said that he's, all, he's not done with NXT UK. Mm-hmm. There's still some things that he would like to do there. I'd say just move to NXT. Um, but said that he should have won the title at TakeOver, but Dream stopped the count. And I'm going to break your fingers. I'll break your spirit. <clears throat> and I actually felt, because I think this is a really good promo, and it felt like he's lost a lot of his accent. Yeah, it's almost as if he's been having elocution lessons to sound less brummy. I think still keep some of that twang, but he yeah. sounds less brummy now than when he joined. The I company. think it was a bit of a, it was more of a delivery thing. I think Pete Pete's delivery a lot of times in WWE promo has been quite low key, and because he's also brummy, that makes it sound quite dour and downbeat. Mm-hmm. And this felt very like, no, I just feel like a like a proper hard man here. Yeah, like um, you know, it was good. It was well scripted. I thought the I'll break your fingers, I'll break your spirit line was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it was delivered with like 10% more energy. Yeah. And but also 10% more energy, 10% less brummy. But I think that's, that's a good thing in my eyes because the one thing that will always keep him back from ascending through NXT up to those main roster levels, it will be his accent. Yeah. It'll be an accent that Vince won't be able to get past. Mm-hmm. And that'll be it for him. Can't cut, if you can't cut a promo, you can't get over. That's that's the WWE mentality. Yeah. It's why you, it's Sammy's, all he's been doing is breaking fingers, and it's, yeah, that's yeah. why Sami Zayn is currently managing Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. You can't cut a promo, you can't get over. How can you build a feud? And so if Pete Dunne can cut these promos with less of that brummy accent, that will help him infinite. Like it's so much one. Yeah, especially if they, yeah, if they, especially if they're going to keep him around in time to go live. Yeah, which they definitely should do. Absolutely, yeah. Like, he is star power. Oh, he's so good. So, so good. Uh, Street Profits were warming up backstage, and then we got the announcement that, yes, Velveteen Dream versus Kona Reeves is going to happen next week. They made mention to add it's a non-title match, oh. just in case we all thought that Kona Reeves might have a shot at winning the uh, North American You might American as well have just said it was a title match. It's <laughs> such a foregone conclusion. It might as well just be a title match. <laughs> it may as well be for the tag title. Kona Reeves has been lo- around enough long enough just to, you know... You get that clause in your contract when you join NXT. It's like, if you're here for long enough, you'll have a title shot. Yeah. He has fulfilled that time, <laughs> and we're giving him Velveteen Dream. But yeah, and also Adam Cole versus Jordan Miles for the NXT Championship. I am gutted this has had no build. The Miles thing? Yeah. Mm. None whatsoever. Like, this didn't need to happen next week. 
This could have happened in three weeks' time. Yeah. You could have done some, not even a video package for it, like not even a recap yeah. for it on this show. No, and I thought that, and I thought that the way they introduced the idea that it was happening was really cool. And like, that was the side of Jordan Miles' character I kind of wanted to see. Like, you know, let's step away from the Smiles for Miles thing and let's go into what's this guy like when he's focused on the biggest prize in your company? Yeah. And what's it like when Adam Cole feels like some newbie yeah. is stepping to him? Totally. But that's a, I think that's a really interesting dynamic because you could have just played into the Undisputed Era trying to dodge the contract signing and trying to dodge exactly. giving him the title shot. Or like you could have just done like weeks and weeks of them coming out and going, come on then, Jordan, out you come. We'll have the match now. And they just be like, just kidding. We're not going to have the match now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's you, got to all be on Adam Cole's We are going to have that match with Roderick Strong now, you know, and just like really yeah. do the swerves and stuff and like make the crowd want to see Miles finally get his shot at this championship that yeah. he earned. Yeah, and I think because I, I don't think the breakout tournament itself did enough of a job to build Jordan Miles as a star. No, And I think a lot, I, you know, and I, I definitely think he's got it in him and I definitely like can see he's the sort, exact sort of person that Full Sail will love at some point. But the whatever the packaging was didn't click with me. So... Can we not see more of this playing off Adam Cole? Because then you've got a very good reason to get over. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And then we got our main events in this packed show of NXT. The Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits for the NXT Tag Team Championships, a rematch from TakeOver Toronto, where Beth Phoenix said the Undisputed Era got this rematch on a technicality. It's not a technicality. The, the rules were broken. Yeah, yeah. They they lost the other match on yeah. the technicality. They were actually very right to, yeah. to get this rematch, Beth. Um, uh, this was uh, I thought Ford did a nice little shout out to Progress by um, doing some wrestling maneuvers and then going wrestling. <laughs> it's great stuff. He did it twice as yeah. well. I really enjoyed that. This was a very fun match. Yes. Don't think it was as good as the Takeover Toronto match, but no. it was. You know, I, I just I love Street Profits. Yeah. I think Dawkins is great. I think Ford's amazing, and you can you can't go wrong with a Carlo Riley Bobby Fish match. Mm, no, it was it was just a very well worked match. All the guys getting in there, yeah, stuff. absolutely. I think also like there was just a bit of kind of exhaustion by that point of watching it, where I was like, well, I've already sort of been really hyped yeah. for the Keith Lee thing. <laughs> yeah. Rhea Ripley was really cool. Yeah. Like Io Shirai at the beginning was wicked, and yeah. now, now we're seeing a match that we actually only saw about a week ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it was kind of hard to get into it, and then just out of nowhere finish you just like oh okay the crowd well, were well 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 crowd were very surprised yeah. uh, by this so you had like the the, the, the usual stuff the unspeed era working over Ford's leg for a, for a long time then Dawkins got the hot tag he has got a wicked hot tag on him Dawkins mm-hmm. just a massive like mountain of a man just spearing dudes and doing his big sort of spinny clothesline thing I think it was really really cool um, they did like some buckle bomb stuff and then they got the rock bottom from. Uh, Dawkins and the frog, sp- uh, sorry, the frog, sp- sorry, the rock bottom by Ford and the frog splash by Dawkins. And everyone was like, oh man, that could have been finished. Nigel covered for it brilliantly. Like, that was Montez Ford. It'd yeah. have been different because Montez Ford's usually the one to, to do that to, move. Yeah. But Bobby Fish pulled Kyle O'Reilly out of the ring mm-hmm. to, to save that. And then we get to the finish. Big flip dive by Ford. Nearly overshot them with that big flip mm. dive as well. Spear by Dawkins. Ford misses the frog splash. And then Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish hit the high low. We have new champions. And Nigel freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely lost his goddamn <laughs> mind. It was incredible. He just said, yeah, new champs. Oh, it was amazing. The first ever three-time tag team champions in NXT mm-hmm. as, as a group. Yes. Carl O'Reilly is, is a three-time. Is a legit three-time, three but he's won it twice with Fish. And then Cole and Roderick Strong came out to celebrate with them on the ramp. The prophecy of them being draped in gold is now three quarters, no, three, two-thirds done. Mm. Or three it. quarters if you're counting it by members. There, there you go. Maybe that's where I got confused. Yeah. And They've got three belts out of four belts. There you go. And two of them yeah, come as a pair. Yeah. So it's now just up to Roderick Strong to yeah. get that North American title off of Velveteen Dream. But that's, that's such a good like feud to build now and like puts all the pressure on Roddy and you yeah. can have you can go back to some of that like breakup stuff they were teasing without having to break them up obviously but you can still go back to that sort of like you were the weak link we yeah. did say you were the weak link and Roddy can be like you know it fuels all of Dream's promos yeah being like dude the pressure's on you yeah like, like I've just got to retain that yeah exactly and then everyone else can just 
build into simple feuds. You can you can build other people's feuds to be have chances for the belts. You don't necessarily have to be so heavy on yeah. like undisputed era need to be involved in everything. Yeah, they can just really get behind Roddy and feel like they're pushing him to to championship glory now. Yeah, I thought it was a really really fun match. Great finish. Crowd went massive for the fin. Like they, oh. they popped huge for the title change. Um, and overall, man, what a fun show. That was, that is, I think that's the, the biggest NXT I've seen for ages. And that's the NXT that most makes me go, oh, I wish I could go to Full Sail. Yeah. And watch oh, it. Like, yeah. I wish I had been there. Yeah. So much. Because everything in that, that one show was just like, this, and this, mm-hmm. and this. Like, if the worst thing you're complaining about is they've announced a Velveteen Dream match for next week because Conan Reeves is in it. Like, <laughs> what, what, what can you really... Like what can you? How can you fault it? Absolutely, I thought it was so so much fun, mm. newsworthy as well. It's one of my. Uh, sometimes I have a bit of a complaint, a bit of a you know, being my bonnet about some wrestling shows. Where like this week's SmackDown, for example, was just yeah. it was a show. Yeah, not a lot happened. Nothing was really advanced. We're just in the same place we were last yeah. week. Where and NXT often falls into that category of just like it was a show. Yeah, it was fine. This is one of those episodes where I'm like, God dang, I love NXT. Well, now it what feels, a great brand. Yeah, and it, but it feels like now, I think I felt a bit like a... I wasn't as into the idea of what was happening at TakeOver Toronto as I feel like I should have been. Yeah, like it, completely. The, the build for that, some, some bits of it felt off. Like It felt also a bit like a foregone conclusion, a lot of it. And it, we were building to also a bunch of matches we'd seen before. Because they're very good matches. Like Cole Gargano is a great match, but we have built to it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... This episode just felt like, oh, here's just a load of fresh stuff to yeah. get excited about. And because War Games is coming up, you don't really know what's going to happen at War Games. And I, I, I don't really know what they're planning for the War Games match. Uh, we're in the exciting new era of it all going live. It feels like it's kind of anyone's game now. Yeah, totally. And there's ch- opportunities for people like Lee and Dijak to just come in and steal the show away. It's about goddamn time for Keith Lee as well. About goddamn time. Uh, Yeah, love the show. Pete Chopper Whopper. What are people saying up in the Super Chats? Choppity Wops. Right, so we've got one from Bradley Fetzer, who says, uh, this is in regard to watching horror stuff. Said, I feel you, King Chopper. I sat in the bathroom and watched you guys during Takeover New York instead of watching Pet Cemetery. Aww, I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. I'll see it. I thought it was good, mate. Mm. All right, decent. Dead Is it scary? Stuff, it? Oh, you'd find it scary, mate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Caleb Maldonado said, all in capitals. Everyone floats down here, Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> we all float down here, Pete. Hey, hey, Petey. Hey, Petey. That's a nice boat you got there. See, I'm That's already nice getting crown. scared, and it's not even started yet. It's got little gems on it. It just reminds me of my stag do, because the film had just come out, and uh, we have a friend called George, yeah. so yeah. we just kept walking around the house going, Hiya, Georgie. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Timon says, question specifically for Luke. You keen on the new Tool album? Here in Australia, it's only an hour and a half away from being released. I'm keen as a bean. So I finally listened to the track that they released up on Spotify, and it was a Tool song. So if you like Tool, you'll like this song. I like Tool. I like the song. Mm. So yeah, I'm stoked for the new album. Uh, I don't. I haven't listened to it uh, yet. So uh, in full, I, I think it's available now in the UK. Not, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. But uh, when it is, well, it'd likely be tomorrow. I'd have thought. I'll listen to it then. I don't know what a tool is. Yeah, it's Pete. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Anton <laughs> H says, uh, you guys think long-term NXT booking is dead with live TV and possibly Vince getting involved to some degree who infamously rips up scripts same day? Well, the report is no, because Vince is not going to be involved mm-hmm. in this for the time being. Yeah. I think they have had a lot of success out of having long-term stories uh, and the times where NXT hasn't been successful is when someone's got injured and they weren't able to capitalize on those long-term stories. So they must be thinking, stick with the formula, lads. Like, yeah, this absolutely. Is what, this yeah. is what has made this feel like such a... I think there's people are overwhelmingly positive about NXT to a degree that they're not about Raw and SmackDown. So they must be like, well, we should carry on doing this and hopefully we just get it presented to a much larger audience. Yeah, totally. No, I, I'm. Yeah, I think we're good. we should be fine with long-term booking. With the Vince thing, you and I discussed this on the Saturday show last week. It's Vince is not involved in the product at the moment. It's still going to be a Triple H led show. No Kevin Dunn. 
until until it fails, until it stops doing well in the ratings or yeah. doesn't perform in the ratings. That is when we'll likely hear from yeah. Vince. That is when we'll most likely hear from USA. Yeah, but we don't know what the th- you don't know what the threshold for that is. Don't, yeah, we don't know what a good rating is. For Vince them. might mean that that's not like beating AEW by a million yeah. or like you know whatever that is. whatever the whatever weird bandwidth he's decided it is exactly yeah. so, so we won't know it could be just no like 10 people that it was 10 people shy of the my imaginary threshold so I'm <laughs> stepping in now didn't get as many as Smackdown so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking oh, my yeah, in now yeah Jay Patel said hi Chopman Luke Fakador I am in Chicago for AEW weekend Ooh, have a great that. weekend to one and all uh Luke do you guys like cool wrestling pins? Oh, I do like a wrestling pin, mate. And winter is coming because, <laughs> you know, summer can't last forever. And I get, which means I get to bring out my jacket with all my pins on it. I like you're a TGI Friday's worker. Oh, I, your flair. <laughs> I love my flair. <laughs> love my Ric Flair's all over. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, super jealous actually for being uh, all out in Chicago. Mm. I don't, if you're going to Starcast as well, I'm also super jealous of that. I um, I told the story recently, but I, I woke up at half one this morning randomly, and so I was just checking Twitter and I saw that CM Punk video. And, oh, I loved it. I thought oh, it was so god, good. it was so cool, and it made me wish I was at Starcast so I could go to that Punk event. I just think he's so charismatic. I think like oh, he I just ca- he just comes across so well in that video, yeah. and like I loved all the playing around with like I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, he does the roar. He's like, I took a bump. <laughs> yes, that oh, was amazing. What a great, what a great human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Dan three six one says, uh, "Did y'all see the trailer for Joker?" I haven't actually seen it yet. No, a few no, people have sent it over to me, but I haven't watched it. I mean, I, 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 I thought the first trailer was very good, though. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard very, very good things about it, and people being like, oh, this is going to be Oscar-worthy, etc." I mean, um, that's what they were saying about the film. In, that's what they all the sort of, like, pre-screening buzz had been about it exactly, as well. Like, yeah. people coming out of screen has been like, yeah, these are going to get nominated. Yeah. Uh, this email comes in from Eddie, who says, Dear Ollie, Luke, Laurie, King, Chopper, Whopper, Topper, Schmopper, Housemate Simon, Randall, Andrew Datsun, and all the rest of the talk, especially all of the SWAF Nation. My name is Eddie, and I'm 13 years old and have been following you guys since early 2018. You guys have been so motivational and absolutely hilarious. Honestly, I don't know how you guys do it. But the reason I emailed is because I thought I would give my input uh, on the way I watch wrestling. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the pay-per-views, I will get up and watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, etc. And I will always watch the product no matter what, but I love it. The reason I feel the way I do is because I can have a fun time watching WWE, despite it being poor at times, by getting up and turning it into the live streams and then listening to the podcast over and over again. By the way, I absolutely love listening to the podcast. Um, uh, by the way, I absolutely love the iTunes reviews. Uh, I love the WWE content because of two things. One, you guys. And two, because it's wrestling and I enjoy watching it. I'm subscribed to Rest Talk and Screen Talk along with everyone on Twitter. I also visit the lovely Rest Talk website every day. I love chatting with the Swap Nation on Discord. Sorry for the long email, but I could go and, couldn't go another minute without sending an email to my literal heroes. Also, man, it was my birthday and I received a huge wrestling dummy to wrestle with. Thanks for all the consistent, ever consistent, consistent content that is so amazing amazing and it's amazing uh, and a truly hashtag lovely time with the boys love you all sincerely eddie oh thanks so much mate thank you very very much happy birthday and a happy recently absolutely happy Happy belated birthday indeed uh this comes in uh from brendan this is a rust sort get better who says hi luke ollie laurie chopper p housemate simon and randy first time email a long time listener started watching rest talk after what culture split and became one of four uh became Yeah, <laughs> and came across one of Ollie's four-minute reviews. I found it funny and straight to the point. After that, WrestleTalk became my source of wrestling news. Enjoyed all the additions along the way and with the storylines to introduce new members to the WrestleTalk team. So the reason I emailed. To graduating high school in 2016, I gained 40 pounds by November 2017. I weighed about 220 pounds in my first uh, year and a half of college, which is 99.79 kg or 15.71 stone. Thank you for the conversions. I began to work out and I've since lost 20 pounds and put on a decent amount of muscle mass. I've also graduated this upcoming school year and I'm doing it an additional year for my MBA. Uh, I just wanted to email and thank you guys for the hours of content every week and give me a reason to work out. Brackets, so I can listen to the podcast. I also started watching NXT, which is now my favorite wrestling show, so I can listen to the NXT review while I work out. Much love from Ohio, Brendan. P.S. Ollie, keep the iTunes reviews. I'm the one who sent the obnoxious iTunes review with all the emojis. I spammed random emoji on my keyboard just to see what, if you'd read it out. Keep pushing the live reviews until they're over. It works for Roman. Uh, and he has sent us some pictures of a before and after. So I'm guessing this is his uh, before. 
And there he is after. Whoa! Looking jacked, man. Jimmy jacked, man. Absolutely. Crikey. I'll just bang my laptop against the desk there. Uh, well, congratulations to you, sir. Good job. Good job, mate. Um, I'm taking you and Ollie to the gym so you can just talk in the background while I work out. <laughs> see, if, see if it has similar effects to this. Uh, let's have an email from... Uh, this comes from Alex, who says, Howdy there, Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, housemate Simon. Happy birthday, Chopper. Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Pretty sure there's everyone. Oh, wait, how could I possibly forget? Howdy, SoCal Val. I've been kind of sitting on this Get Better for a few weeks due to my own ineptitude, so here it is. It was written a few weeks ago, followed by a brief update at the end. I've been listening for longer than I can remember. The Johnny Red Eye is legal here in Denver. <laughs> Just got that. Uh, and I've had, um, heard many inspirational tales from other people's Get Betters. However, I wanted to share my attempts as I haven't had any Get Better that reflect my situation. The problem being my weight and the unhealthiness I experienced due to how extreme it borders on. But unlike many who write in, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, weighing it at a whopping 125 pounds. For Ollie's sake, that's about 57 kg. But it doesn't, it doesn't help me, because I do things in stone. So one second, LBS2 pounds. Oh, just, just convert it, Google. Tell me. <laughs> convert. Google convert, live on air. Convert. 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 This is how you start a cult. Convert. <laughs> Convert. Just, just... <clears throat> oh, it's because I've written two pounds, two pounds. Oh. It's a stone. Eight stone. Right, okay. Well, we got there in the end. This is good content. <laughs> um... Okay, so I've struggled with being able to gain weight for a long time now, and its effects on my health have been very adverse. I have very little energy sometimes, and I'm borderline anemic, and it's even taken a toll on my hair. I wonder if that's how I lost all of my hair as well, because I was uh, actually about the same sort of weight when I got out of university, mm. because I wasn't eating much. Um, I was a terrible cook, and so I was just having you know, beans and waffles, and that would just be my thing, just two, tin, two waffles and a tin of baked beans, and that'd be, that'd be it for me. Wow. And I was a heavy smoker as well, and mm. I don't think that particularly helped no, me. No, that doesn't help. Never went to the gym, never really did any form of exercise. So I was just like, I looked like Skeletor by yeah. the end of it. My mum was so worried, because you could see like my cheekbones uh, on my face. And essentially when I got home, my mum's just goal was just to try and fatten me back up. Mm. Good work, mum. Now I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Curse you, mum. Curse you, mum. I was drinking weight gain shakes and everything <laughs> to try and help myself. Anyway, uh, my goal here is to gain weight and I no longer have to worry and I've been making slight plans with my cousin, brackets, who is currently training to be a wrestler, to begin working out and shaping it into a healthy weight and physique. These things come one step at a time and it all begins for me when I finally quit smoking. Nice there you one. Go, my nice work. The habit is terrible for me, it's very expensive and I no longer enjoy it. I've already made steps to begin this process and I've been telling everyone I know about my plan to quit this coming August 1st. I've tried twice before unsuccessfully with my addictive personality. Until then, I'm going to keep up my caloric intake and see how far I can go. And he's written an update. This was written on the August 17th, and a few things have actually changed. I'm extremely pleased to announce that the uh, third time appears to have been the charm, as I've not been, I've been smoke-free for 17 days now, cold turkey. I've even managed to persuade my mother to quit as well, so having a quit buddy has worked wonders. As far as the weight gain goes, there is a slight improvement. As of this morning, I weighed in at 132 pounds. Let's do the conversion. Convert. 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 No, oh man, you put on a stone. Nice. That is good work, mate. Um, sorry, where's your email gone? Um, uh, no luck on the working out front, but baby steps. And my cousin and I will begin our full gym regime, uh, regime beginning next week. Wish me luck. Uh, and I look forward to further updates and help keep myself accountable with all you fit folk. Thanks so much. And that's from Denver Dollface. Good luck, buddy. Absolutely. Good luck to it, you, man. mate. Uh, that's it. Yeah, sticking to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, weight gain I also uh, would recommend. They come in strawberry flavor and it was delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, also, it's, it's a nice benefit to be like, I gained a stone and people are like, whoa! Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, know, yeah, totally. It is the inverse, like you said at the beginning. I do want to say as well, like gaining a stone, I, I was drinking weight gain, but I was also going to the gym, which mm. I, I think probably helped. Granted, it didn't really help that I was also working a night shift. Mm. So my sleep pattern was all like balked. So oh, I was, yeah, that's I was just all like, over your the digestion's show. all weird. Yeah, it's all weird at that, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. There is no Saturday Wrestle Ramble this week because we are going to be at uh, New Japan Royal Quest 
And you come here as Ramble Live if you happen to be in the area because we're going to the Four Quarters. Well, that's what I was going to say. You can come meet us live in person at Four Quarters in Hackney Wick, which is an awesome, awesome retro uh, barcade. It's wicked. They've got loads of arcade machines, loads of consoles set up. So it's good fun time. We're going to have some lovely craft and beer. I'll beat you is, all at Tekken 2. And I'm going to beat you all at Micro Machines. <laughs> and we're going to have a wicked time. And then we're going to go watch um, uh, Royal Quest over at the Copper Box, literally across the road from it. So it's going to be a really, really fun time. And then on Sunday morning, you will get the all-out highlights, headlines, uh, mini-podcast, and then the full review of that will go up on Monday. So that's the schedule you're looking to this coming week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.